Hello, friends, and welcome. This is episode one of season two of Journey into Fandom. We're back. This is a podcast where I have guests on to discuss what fandoms and communities they are a part of, what their experience has been, what the memes are, and how toxic or wholesome it is. I'm your host, Kara Salon, and today on the show, we had AJ on to talk about wrestling. AJ talked about his experience getting into the wrestling community. It's a multi-generational passion that's been passed down in his family from his great grandfather. He also talked a lot about negative fans in the community and gatekeeping, and it was a really interesting discussion. So now, without any further ado, please join me on this journey into fandom. everybody to another episode of journey into fandom this is actually episode one of season two which is exciting we've made it through we finished season one and we're back um, and today on the show we have my friend aj hello how are you hi i'm good how are you i'm doing well um yeah so today we're going to be talking about wrestling <laughs> the wrestling <laughs> fandom which I know zero percent about, so it's fine. It's, it's very involved. I I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> um. Okay. So I think you know the format. Is like I I like to give my guests two minutes at the start to like explain the topic, and I feel like most people know what wrestling is, but for somebody like me who's never actually watched it, like what happens? When you're very ready. Very condensed version of it is mm -hmm. soap operas for men. <laughs> that's that's the best way I could think to put it. it it's it's a a bunch of athletes, you know, it's a lot of storytelling through matches and like you'll have things called promos where like a, a wrestler will come out and talk or two wrestlers or however many. Mm -hmm. But it's it, it's a very it's a very big like okay generally it's one guy's the bad guy or one group's the bad guy there's and what's known in the wrestling community as a heel and a face face being the good guy heel being the bad guy and it's like some type of story they they have an issue over i don't know something that happened 20 years ago one guy said something to another guy mm -hmm. and this guy took offense to it so it's it's pretty much soap operas for men that's really what it is excellent Amazing. We do have another minute if you want to expand, but if you don't, that's cool. We can move on. <laughs> um, the only other thing, I mean, it was funny. I was talking to my wife about it, mm -hmm. and I was looking up different things about wrestling, like how people would describe it, just because I never really knew how to. Mm -hmm. And uh, I seen one, and it made me it made me laugh. It's a bunch of dudes without pants fighting over a belt, and I thought that was the funniest thing on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I guess that sums it up pretty much. Pretty good. Um, all right. So that's it. That that's the whole thing. We can go home now. Um, no, that's awesome. So thank you for that for the wiki condensed article. It's funny Absolutely. because <laughs> like 
I see all these. So I work in a store that sells like DVDs and stuff. So like people will trade in their like wrestling DVDs and I'll like look at them ever so often and be like, maybe I should like watch this someday. Like, I don't really know like what happens. Like they've all got these like weird names. Like, I don't know, like judgment or like something like that. Um, and it's like, dang, it's just so, so, so dramatic. It seems to me. It, it really depends on what you, what you start watching and what you look for in wrestling. Because, and again, this is all just my personal opinion because I know somebody in the wrestling community is going to hear this and I'm going to be a pariah, but it is what it is. So the, the thing about wrestling and it, like when my wife first started watching it with me when we were dating four or five years ago. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'll sit and I'll watch it with you. I'm like, the cool thing about wrestling is there's something in it for everybody. And it's not like you're watching, you know, like a, a Saturday morning sitcom. Like you you can start anywhere mm -hmm. and any any episode of any wrestling show, promotion, whatever it is. And it's like, you know what's going on because you can literally just follow it from where you started to the end of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So tell me how you got involved. Like, when did you start getting invested in wrestling? When did you discover it? That's kind of a general generational thing for me. Mm -hmm. So like my my great grandfather watched wrestling. My grandfather watched wrestling. My dad did. Me and my brothers did. Like, I can remember being a kid and on the Nintendo 64 playing WCW with my brothers like and at that point, I wasn't. I was a little kid. It wasn't like, oh, I, I got to do this. I got to have this game. It was more so me doing something with my brothers. Right. And then I want to say I was maybe seven or eight years old, and my dad took me and my brothers to a live show, and I thought it was the coolest thing on the planet. I met a wrestler by the name of Kane, who's actually a governor in, I want to say Tennessee, right? Oh my now, gosh, <laughs> that's crazy. And yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And I, I got to admit, like, at that perspective, you know, he was always billed as like a monster, blah, blah, blah. And dude was huge. I was like four foot three, looking up at the six foot 10, 300 pound wall of muscle. Wow. And I had nightmares. Like, oh I fell asleep. <laughs> I, can, I can remember being in the show and falling asleep. And like, when Kane makes his entrance, there's a big explosion. And I, it, when it happened, I jumped, I lost it. My dad's like, dude, it's just a show, relax. And it was just, it was the coolest thing on the planet. So that's when it really became something for me. And then like, we grew up in, a, me, me and my brothers, we grew up in a big family. Like we had aunts and uncles who were our age. And I can remember being at my grandmom's house with them. And we literally took like giant pieces of cardboard and we cut out and made our own titles <laughs> that's so, so I, fun i mean it's what we had to do and i remember all of us wrestling in the bottom floor and my grandparents and my my mom and my dad stop stop doing that you're gonna get hurt blah 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 and like everybody in wrestling knows like you you'll always see the big thing don't try this at home and no kid who's a wrestling fan absolutely like follows that direction <laughs> they see stuff they're gonna do it it's just how it happens right right and then it just it, it went from there like i i watched like i used to watch it religiously as a middle schooler and a high schooler but then i got into like wrestling like high school wrestling and got busy with life and things of that nature and i became a dad so i couldn't watch it as much as i did 
But then I want to say three years ago, they came out with something called the WWE Network, which is imagine Netflix, but solely for wrestling. Wow. And me and my kid were watching like the episodes as they got uploaded and all that. And we'd watch all the pay-per-views. And that's like, it's a thing for us now. Every month we, when there's a new pay-per-view, we go to the store, we buy snacks and stuff like that. And it's just, you know, a good old time for us. That's so fun. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't know if I've like spoken to anybody who's who's been like, oh yeah, my grandfather and my great grandfather like all watch wrestling like that. That's really fun. I mean, I remember talking to Vaughn and her talking about her dad and things like that. But it's really cool that that's something that's like a hobby that's passed down through your family. That's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is your wife into it now as well? So my wife is, she is, but she isn't. She's not like as into it as like me and like my in-laws or me and my kid. Like she enjoys certain things. She's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, that was funny. And uh, she, so my wife likes to talk a lot of trash and mess with me. And she knows like one of my current favorite wrestlers is Drew McIntyre. Okay. And every time she sees him, she'll, oh, he's cute. Look at him. This and that. And just to, just to get a rise out of me. So <laughs> Oh, that's funny. She's more of a comedic value fan, if that makes sense. Right, right. I feel like, um, I feel like if I was to watch wrestling, that would be what I would be looking for—is like the that comedy stuff. Because I feel like that's like a big thing. Absolutely. In wrestling, absolutely. Which, yeah, it's funny to me because like so so many of the like DVDs like look look so dark and gritty and stuff, and I'm like. I hear this is supposed to be funny. I don't know what's up with that, but eh. if you want to see comedic value in wrestling, go on YouTube and Google or and look up the Street Profits or D Generation X funny moments, and I you it, it'll be the greatest thing you ever see in your life. Excellent. I'll do that after this for sure. Um, amazing. So tell me about your fandom journey. So. When did you discover the like the wrestling fandom? Is that something that you're involved in? So the wrestling fandom became a thing for me, honestly, when Facebook became a, a very big thing for me. Because, like, you know how you'll, like, like this page or like that page, and it'll be, like, pages you may like. Yeah. So when I was active on, like, Facebook, like that kind of social media, if you went through my list, it was WWE Drew McIntyre, WWE Dark Side of the Ring, uh, this indie wrestling promotion. You know what I mean? And I would just, there's a bunch of like chat rooms like on Facebook and um, Twitter. There's wrestling TikTok, which they are some of the greatest creators, like wrestling fandom people I have met, like the way they, they analyze things and the fact that they're always willing to talk about it and like hear perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like right now I'm in quite a few different chat rooms, like, well, not chat rooms, but like pages on Twitter for wrestling mm-hmm. for like AEW, WWE, a couple of indie promotions, and then all through wrestling TikTok with a bunch of creators. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So it sounds like there's a lot of stuff going on in the community. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, like I've never really I know a few people that like um that are super into wrestling, but I've never really like understood like what about it people really like. It's kind of like what I said earlier, like it, there's something in it for everybody. Like, like case in point, my kid, he, you know, he's 10 years old. Mm-hmm. 
he, all he sees is a bunch of people punching each other in the face, throwing each other through tables and, you know, jumping off tall stuff onto each other. Mm-hmm. It's wanton destruction and a whole bunch of nonsense. It's, you know, what kids are here for. Right. Whereas like me and like, let's say my in-law, like we watch it more so for like the storyline aspect. Like, okay, is it believable that this is how this would turn out? Is it when somebody cuts a promo, which like I said, is basically a giant speech. We watch it for like, okay, am I invested when he's talking? Is it, hi, I'm this person? Or is there emotion behind it? Like, right. do you, can you make me believe it? And like the technical aspect, can you, like, wrestling's fake. We all know that. Yeah. But there's certain aspects of it that, like the physical aspect of it, that's not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, can you sell a move? Like if I, if somebody who bench presses 400 pounds punches, you know, my, somebody who's 200 pounds in the face is he gonna feel it is he gonna act like it really hurt him you know what i mean or is it just does it just look like a bunch of nonsense you know what I mean? right yeah no that's interesting that's fun it's it's a multifaceted thing yeah, yeah so i'm excited to to check it's a wrestling when we're done um it's what i always like to do is do a little bit of homework afterwards so we'll get to that um all right. So, was there anything else you wanted to say in terms of your like personal experience with wrestling, or do you want to move on to like the discourse side of stuff? And get it. Uh, honestly, we could move on because personally, like I, I personally never uh, haven't had a bad experience with it, but that's just because of the type of person I am. The thing about the wrestling community, there's different, there's different types of fans. Right. To give you the short version, like. I'm going to say it. It's going to sound weird, but let me explain it when I mean it. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. The, the, rest, the wrestling community is is fairly negative, but you have to find the good kind of negative. Like wrestling as a whole, it's competitive. It's uh, it, it's a sport thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to... You don't want to go talk to wrestling fans who who agree with every aspect of what you say. There's no point. That takes the competition out of it. Right. You know what I mean? The same way these people are in the ring, you know, fighting each other. You want to have a healthy debate with people. But then when you move into the type of negative with people who are, well, I've I've been watching, like, I the one type of wrestling fan I refuse to talk to anymore is older wrestling fans who are not on social media. Like my brother... My brother-in-law, he's an older wrestling fan, but he's on social media. He's like 15 years older than me, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we can have a healthy debate. But then I've met, you know, like my buddy's grandpa, who was a wrestling fan back in the 70s and 80s. And in his mind, that's what wrestling is. Everything else after that was absolute garbage. You know, shut up, you're stupid, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's supposed to be fun. Right. It's not supposed to be that. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. And then you have to watch out for, you have to watch out for the, I call them religious wrestling fans, like the religious nut wrestling (laughs) fans on the internet. Right. And I get you like WWE. It's all, it's, that's good. Like, like I said, me and my kid, we re-record every episode of wrestling and we watch it whenever we can. But there are wrestling fans on the internet. Like if you went on there and said something like, you don't like John Cena, there well you know shut up kill yourself things of that nature and and i'm like that's that's too far that that looks bad on the community because not all of us believe that right you know 100 percent. and i feel like that's so sad but it's always like a vocal minority that like ruins it for everybody and it's like come on 
Like, we're better than this. We can do better. But here, here's the thing about it, though. What the sad part about it is, like, even online, you, you would think that's like the 15 to 20 year olds or like the tw- mid to late 20s or my age group who's like that. No, it's the it's the older, a lot of the older wrestling community that I've noticed that's more so, well, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. And like, Lord forbid. So there's a, a saying in the wrestling community, what's your wrestling Mount Rushmore? Your four or five greatest wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm wrestling as a whole again as a competition it's all you know it's all based on who popularity who likes who that type of thing so in theory if you were let's say a big as a bigger wrestling fan as i am your opinion on who you think the four greatest wrestlers of all time is are different than mine Mm -hmm. you know what i mean which is perfectly fine but you know, if you tell if you go to older wrestling fans and you say, okay, like me, me personally, the best five wrestlers of all time for me is John Cena, Roman Reigns, The Undertaker, AJ Styles, and it's a tie for me between Jay Lethal and The Rock, which mm-hmm. that's my personal opinion. But if you if I said that to an older fan they would lose their mind because how do you not put Hulk Hogan on there? How do you not put Ric Flair? They were the greatest, blah, blah, blah. They were the greatest in your time, but they didn't do it for me. Right. And, and, you know, there are facts in the sense of like, okay, Ric Flair won 16 world heavyweight titles in WWE. That's, that's amazing. Cool. But that doesn't change the fact that one, I like John Cena, not, not so much for his wrestling ability, but for what he believes in as a human being and the fact that, John Cena has granted the most wishes in the Make Wish Foundation since since its inception. That's so. You know cool. what I mean? What a jam! And things of that. Oh, absolutely, mm. John Cena. People say he's overrated. People talk trash about him, but I mean, John Cena has gone on record, not in these exact words, saying, "Listen, as an adult, you don't have to like me." But I've dealt with many adults who said, "You know what? I really don't like you. I think you're overrated. I think you suck at wrestling." But you inspired my eight-year-old who was dealing with bullying in school to keep going to school to try to make friends, and and they're happy now. You know, my my twelve-year-old who who felt like they were alone in the world looked at me and said, "You know what, Dad? If John Cena doesn't give up, I'm not going to give up." So while I don't like you as a person, I respect what you did for my kid, and that's impressive to me as a man and as a father. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, and. I mean, I know he's, like, a huge meme and everything, but, like, he genuinely seems like a good person. And that's cool. And that's where wrestling gets kind of tricky because, like, some of the people, like, some of the people you see who are on screen are, like, terrible human beings who do stupid stuff. Like, Randy Orton, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. The man has made a a career of being what's called a heel again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... Now, I used to work with a friend of mine who, when WWE came to New Jersey, where I live, and did a show on Wildwood, Randy Orton was in in Wawa, which is like a convenience store, basically. I'm not sure if you're aware of what that is. I think I've heard of it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you would think, like, because of his character, because he plays a terrible human being and all that, like, he'd be that way in person. No. He basically like stood in front of the door, stopped everybody from leaving and sat in that Wawa for like three hours and literally signed autograph for like 80 people in Wawa. But then you meet people who 
on screen are the greatest human beings, you know, running around with the audience, hugging kids, high-fiving and all that, who have been seen out in public. And a fan's like, hey, can I get a picture? And they're like, no, get away from me. You annoy me. Right. Yeah. And, and that's hard because, like, yeah, I mean, they're human being and they gotta, you know, live their life. Um, and, you know, I think, obviously, if if fans are being, like, super stalkery or whatever or like you know not uh respectful of that person's boundaries like that's a problem but i mean yeah it's a shame to just you know dismiss them out of hand but i don't know it's hard yeah i think you're absolutely right i think with wwe it's kind of like any other famous actor like i think it depends on how the fan approaches it now me personally i don't care how big or how popular you are if a 10-year-old approaches you and you're a famous human being, you need to take a minute to say, and this is just my opinion, you need to take a minute to, hey, take a picture of that, this and that and the third. You know what I mean? Like if my kid, like right now, I think one of his favorite wrestlers is Bobby Lashley. So like if we happen to see Bobby Lashley walking down the road, I, I would hope that as a, as a, fa- as a famous you know, person with an impressionable child, Bobby Lashley would be like, oh, yeah, hi, blah, blah, whatever it mm-hmm. is. But I can understand me as a grown man. Oh, my God, Bobby, I love you. And he's like, yeah, no, you're a little weird. Right, right. No, absolutely. I get it. Yeah, for sure. Talking about celebrities, what do you think about, like, does the wrestling community have a take on people who've, like, crossed over onto the other side and, like, become famous in their own right? I don't know. Is that a thing that people, like, have opinions about? So, a little... (laughs) A lot of the people I've talked to, when you when you mention that topic to a lot of the people I've talked to, wrestling fans, they think one of two names. They think Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, or John Cena. Right. And now a lot of guys, will, a lot of guys will say, you know, The Rock, he's a great actor. He's this and that and the third and blah blah blah. And he's a general human. He's a, a absolutely great human being. Which I personally, I like The Rock, but I like action films. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then I think the thing with John Cena is. Like, again, I'm a huge John Cena fan. Like, my 17th birthday gift from my wife back when we were dating. Because she knew I I like wrestling merchandise. She brought me a John Cena shirt. And I wore this thing into the ground. <laughs> like, it was, it was red. It was nice and all that. And I wore it so much. By the time I got rid of it, it was like a light pink. Yeah. So, it was awesome. But I think the thing with John Cena, it, people tend to say with John Cena that He's trying too hard to be to follow in The Rock's footsteps in the sense of trying to make the kind of movies that The Rock makes and, and present himself a, and as an actor the same way Dwayne Johnson is, which as much as I love John Cena, you're, you're not you're not The Rock. You, you, you can't sell things the way he does. Like the man made his career off of his charisma. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for sure. Personally, I don't know too many people who have said too many other things about other wrestlers like who have crossed over. And and I don't know too many who have crossed over to make a living like that. Those are the only two that ring a bell to me Mm. right now. I mean, the only other person I can think of is like Dave Bautista is the one that I think of because like I'm a big Marvel person and yeah, I love Guardians and all that. So and Drax and Mantis are my favorite Marvel characters in the MCU. That's yeah, awesome. I love them. 
honestly, I'm I'm not a fan of him in the ring anymore, but as an actor, I think he did Yeah. Great. Yeah, no, he's really good. I actually think that he's a pretty good actor, honestly. Yeah. So what if I like are there any sort of like main like online creators in the fandom? Like, I don't know, YouTubers or anybody like that that you um follow? So I follow a guy I, I can't remember his last name because I, I follow so many of them. Uh, like, I'm the kind of guy, like, I'll go on YouTube, and if I see, like, more than two videos of wrestling content, I'll follow you just because. Because, like, I'll never know if you'll they'll throw out some news that may be 100% accurate and, like, maybe, like, some big event that I'm like, oh, cool. Well, uh, you know, if I would have missed that, if it if I hadn't followed him, same thing on TikTok, Twitter. But there's a guy named Simon from... Uh, and, and why is it now just escaping me? Uh, he does it every week. What what culture wrestling? His name is Simon. He's a bald guy. He's absolutely phenomenal. One of the best creators on YouTube I've seen. TikTok, there is, there's quite a few guys. There's like Cody Kayfabe, uh, Narcolepsy Boy 94. And like, there's no real, and this is, this is not a shot at any of the guys that I just named or any wrestling content creator on any platform in any way shape or form there's no huge big name like there's there's several dedicated shows to like baseball or football there's there's podcast there's no real big show for like a wrestling creator mm-hmm. it's just like whoever tends to put out more content right you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. whereas simon reviews um nxt raw and AEW and SmackDown and he does one video for him every week. So that's why he in my opinion is pretty popular. But again, he's got great charisma. He he does this whole shtick called the uh uh finger of power where he's like, you know, if I like it it gets an up, if I don't like it it gets down. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah. What do you think about these creators? Like do you think that they represent the fandom as a whole well? I think they do because, uh, and it's to touch on what I said mm-hmm. earlier. The a lot of these guys that I named, they while they're bigger creators and they're very knowledgeable in what they talk about and things of that nature, they're willing to hear people. That's out. great, and that's what, in my opinion, the wrestling the wrestling fandom is and what the wrestling fandom should be. It's never supposed to be. You know, well, I like John Cena. You know, if you don't like him, you're stupid. You're not a wrestling fan. And then the whole brand warfare thing is absolutely obscene. And to the very condensed version of what I mean with mm-hmm. that is, so there's a new wrestling promotion right now, uh, All Elite, All Elite Wrestling AEW, which I like it. I mean, I watch an episode here and there because it has some former WWE wrestlers that I'm a big fan of. Uh, Malachi Black, who was Aleister Black in WWE, who is Tommy Bludgeon on in real life, I believe. I, I may be pronouncing his his uh, last name wrong, um, but Cody Rhodes, things of that nature. And I see all through Twitter and all through YouTube now, and like people are like, "Oh, I love Raw." Personally, I haven't I haven't been a fan of Monday Night Raw for the last couple months, just because I feel like the episodes, the storylines, they're not. They, they weren't doing it for me. They're just pretty boring. Right. People were like, oh, if you don't watch AEW, you're not a real wrestling fan. Well, how do you know, like, 
I grew up in a family where like growing up, we didn't have cable, but me and my brothers, we were always out in sports and doing things. So my mom just never paid for it, Mm -hmm. which is not a big deal. You know, there are kids and teenagers and families out there who don't have access to watch AEW. So is it fair to say for whatever reason, whether it's financial, time-wise, whatever it is, is it fair to say that you're not a wrestling fan because you only have access to watch this? No. You know what I mean? Right. That's really interesting. And I think, I don't think that's something that anybody's actually mentioned on the podcast so far is like, you know, there's like, there's like the gatekeeping in the sense of, oh, well, you can't like this for whatever reason, but there can be literal, like actual barriers that stop people from consuming the content. And then it's like, oh, but you're not a good enough fan. And it's like, well, actually, you don't know what's going on in that person's life, you know? And that's the thing for me. And you hit the nail on the head. And I can't stress this enough. The thing about wrestling is there's so many different parts of it that you get something out of it. You know, you get something out of Mm -hmm. it if you look for it. And I think that people tend to forget that while it is something, you know, it's a big thing that people's personal lives tend to stop certain aspects of it. And then and you saying gatekeeping, it's funny because that brings in a whole other topic. And I, I tell people all the time, and it's one of the themes that I'm like, I've been listening to the show since you started it. <laughs> Thank that you. <laughs> I'm, oh, absolutely. Um, that I think almost every guest you've had on has said, people are allowed to like what they like, but they're also allowed to not like certain. Right. Like my brother-in-law, one of the greatest dudes on this planet. I love that guy. Got a ton of respect for him. Like, Again, I watch AEW here and there. My kid, he's like, he doesn't watch it to watch it. He, it's more so just he's in my presence and he's hanging out with dad, which is cool. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law, he refuses to watch AEW. Like, he, it's just not for him. Like, he, he's just not a fan of it. Like, he doesn't like that it's former WWE. He feels like it's former WWE stars that couldn't make it with the promotion. Which, you know, you're welcome to your opinion. Now, there's nobody on this planet that can tell me that this guy is not a big, uh, not a wrestling fan. Dude's been watching wrestling since before I was right. born. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? For every four facts I know about WWE, he knows 10. Mm-hmm. So things of that nature. And, it, and it's funny that you mentioned gatekeeping because that was something that I had wanted to talk about with you. Yeah. I, and I think when you said people are allowed to dislike things, and I think that's so true. And I think... You know, I always see um, people getting really defensive about stuff and like, well, I don't like it because of this, that, and the other. It's like, you don't need to have like a whole host of reasons. Like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Like, that's all right. You know, I think that's fine. In all actuality, you are absolutely right. In the wrestling community, and this is where the the bad negative comes, and what I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier. In the wrestling community you if you're dealing with somebody who's bad negative so to speak you have to have ten thousand reasons why you don't like like me again that's how i see things if i don't like like i'm not a fan of rick flair i i've always thought rick flair was overrated i'm gonna get dragged for that when a wrestling fan hears this podcast it is what it is but i don't like him i just don't like him i'm not gonna give you ten thousand reasons you know what i mean i'm not a wrestling fan for you i'm a wrestling fan to be a wrestling yes whereas my um again i and i mentioned my brother-in-law again just because like i talk with him and my dad more about wrestling than anything um 
And he like, so I like Roman Reigns, you know, I've got a bunch of Roman Reigns merchandise, head of the table shirt, you know, all that. He can't stand Roman Reigns, which it is what it is. So we'll talk about it, though. But, you know, the first time he mentioned it, he's like, oh, you like Roman Reigns? I'm like, yeah, you don't. Oh, I just I'm getting tired of him. You know, it's the same shtick with him. Oh, OK, cool. And that was it. Now, he does get a little flustered. Like when I go to his house, I make it a point to wear a Roman Reigns T-shirt. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and every time I see him, he, uh, he'll open the door or he'll be outside and look at me. Really? You are that here? Absolutely. And if I come back tomorrow, I'll wash and dry it and wear it again. <laughs> That's beautiful. It's weird because there's two aspects in gatekeeping mm-hmm. that I have seen with wrestling that it, it irks my soul because like when you try to bring as a wrestling fan, when I try to bring people in like, hey, you should watch this. This is pretty cool. You like it. Like I kind of have to be like, well, while you're watching this, oh, you know, and you're looking out for this, don't don't talk about this with certain people. So um, me being a me being a black man, mm-hmm. I get I deal with people who feel like and, and I hate bringing race into anything. Sure. Um, but there are people who feel like so I, I use Bobby Lashley because my son is a huge fan of him, which is no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, he was WWE champ. I can't remember it. It was maybe four months ago now when he lost the title, but that uh, my sense of time is terrible. Right. And I was on wrestling. I was talking with this guy on a wrestling Twitter, uh, a wrestling TikTok video I had seen. And he's like, Oh yeah, I love Bobby Lashley. I'm like, yeah, I'm not a fan. And he, so his next question to me being was, are you, are you black? And I'm like, not that that is of any importance, but yes, I am black. He's like, well, how do you not like him? He's a WWE champion. He's black. I'm sorry. I, I don't feel like, and it's become a it's become a problem where I've seen people tell other you know black wrestling fans like, oh, you should like him because he's black. No, that's race has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like I like Kofi Kingston as a black as a black guy. I thought he was a great WWE champ, but it, it turned into something to like it got so bad on that wrestling TikTok page that like I had to block the guy I was talking to and the actual creator too. Because they both felt the need to jump down my throat and, oh, you're, you know, call me every other name under the sun. You don't like him. You're self-hating and blah, blah, blah. No, that doesn't make any sense. It's wrestling is. So weird. Again, it, it really is because I'm like wrestling is a competition. It's about who, you know, it's about popularity. Certain characters get what's called a push. Like the company will feel like this character has the potential and I say character because every superstar plays a character, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. They get a push because the company wants to push them to the top of the company because they feel like they'll make the most money. And, you know, it, that's the point of wrestling. Like, you know, my kid is at, my kid is at the wishy-washy stage where, like, if this wrestler is a good guy, he likes him. But then if he's a bad guy, he doesn't like him. Right. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which is okay. That's what wrestling's. That's what it is. That's what it's supposed to mm-hmm. be. But then, you know, I deal with. Well, you know, you're supposed to like him for this reason. No, I'm not. I'm not supposed to like anybody for any reason. Right. And it's weird that people do that. And then the worst type of gatekeeping I see anymore is women wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I see it. And like, I've gone on and I've defended certain women, like who it, creators, TikTok people, you know creators whatever it is 
because, you know, like a lady will, uh, I can't remember her name, but she's since deleted her profile, but she went on like a, I think it was like three months where every day she posted a video and she was wearing a different wrestling shirt, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. It was a fun little guessing. Yeah, that is fun. Name. And, you know, I think one of them was Macho Man and this dude blew his fears. You're not a wrestling fan. Don't, you know, you don't deserve to wear that shirt. And I'm like, why? Oh, she can't even tell me when he debuted and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why does that matter? Why should she have to, why should she have to defend herself? Right. Like, if she likes, who cares what she likes? If she, if she likes it just because she thinks, kind of like my wife, that, you know, Drew McIntyre is cute. Okay, well, that's what you took from WWE. That's what you like. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's just, it, that gets really bad in the community. And that is depending on what platform you are, you're on it's either the really older wrestling fans or the really younger fans. okay yeah that's so unfortunate i'm really sorry that happened to you that sucks yeah i don't i don't get that it's like you see that in everywhere though true. and it's just i i hate saying it like this but it, it's kind of it's kind of the normal anymore with every fandom you know, I, I tend to see no matter where I'm at, what, you know, what I, cause like my wife calls me a 200 pound child. Like I like a bunch of like wrestling, Digimon, things of that nature. And no matter what fandom it is, it, it's, it's worse in the wrestling community. I've only ever noticed that like a lot of women don't catch a lot of flack. Um, as far as being a wrestling fan, if they say they like, like a woman wrestler, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But then men get dragged for liking certain women wrestlers because they think, like, the wrestler's cute. You know what I mean? And again, wrestling is, while there's so many facets to it as a fan, like, you know, mm-hmm. what you like about it, what you're looking for, it's, it's not over, people tend to overcomplicate it. Like, if you like this, like, as a woman, if you like this dude because you think he's cute and that's why you're a fan, that's that's fine. That's what you like. That's your prerogative. Whereas me, like if I like, uh, if I like a woman wrestler because I think she's cute, that's fine. That's my prerogative. Yeah, sure. Like, I don't, I don't have to be so invested where, you know, I've seen guys who say like, okay, Alistair Black, the very condensed version. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so he wrestled in NXT for, I want to say two or three years before he made what's called his main roster debut. Right. Like NXT is their training so to speak like to put it in perspective and then like their main shows are raw and smackdown i knew nothing about alistair black i didn't watch him on nxt and i'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you he made his debut and i became a fan literally because i liked his entrance music mm-hmm. and you know i liked his entrance music he like i liked the the dark aura the the tattoos the martial arts background like I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then, so for a couple months, I only liked him because I liked his theme song. And then as I started looking into him, you know, him and his wife, who is also a wrestler on Raw right now under Queen Vega, who is a big video game nerd, which I think is the greatest thing on the planet. That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I look like, as I started looking into him, like I like, you know, I, I liked what he stood for and like, is the way he handles life and things of that nature. But then I've talked to guys who have been 
fans of Aleister Black since he was in the independent wrestling scene or the indie scene, as it's known in the wrestling community. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if you can't tell me where he wrestled in the indie scene in Europe, you're not a real fan. What? <laughs> like, it, there are people who, who will say, like, I literally had a guy ask me because growing up, I was a big fan of The Rock. I literally had a guy ask me what was The Rock's favorite breakfast when he was in high school and how tall he was he in. I have no idea. Well, then you're not a real fan. That's so stupid. These things are so arbitrary. Yes, and that's the point. And that's, that's I, I don't understand why. And this is the bad side, the bad mm-hmm. negative of the wrestling community that I don't get. Like, why do I need to know what size underwear The Rock wore in ninth grade? Like, that's that's none of my right. business. All I knew was the the dude's music hit. He walked down to the ring. He said a, a couple of funny jokes. He punched a guy in the face and he walked out. That's 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 it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's all you need to know. Absolutely. So <laughs> there are I mean, there there's things now. And it's funny, though, because no matter what type of negative, what type of negative, you know, you deal with or what type of wrestling fan you run into, there are certain there are certain things in the wrestling community that like there's wrestling creators who I couldn't stand, who couldn't stand me. We yelled, screamed, argued online, whatever it was. But then you, you bring up certain topics and it's just like a universal, it's a universal thing that we all agree on. Like uh, one of the saddest, one of the saddest things, you know, any wrestling fan you ever talk to, if you mention um, Owen Hart, Eddie Guerrero, or Chris Benoit, like, whether you agree with them or not, it's a universal that the consensus is the same among all wrestling fans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know I'm talking. No, absolutely. You're not, you know, um, no, I'm here to, uh, I'm here to listen to you. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting when there are those little moments that bring the whole community together and that doesn't happen regularly. I would feel like, um, I feel like often it's just like little things going on. And do you find that it's like the same arguments like a lot? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's all repetitive. It's all so right now one of the, the the biggest argument in the wrestling community is is AEW gonna put WWE out of business? And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Whether you solely like AEW, you solely like WWE, you like solely indies or a combination of the three. AEW is not putting WWE out of business. WWE has been around since 1950, and I'm pretty sure it was before that. It was known. It was still around, but under a different mm-hmm. name. You know what I mean? It, it's not going nowhere. Does WWE have competition now? Yes, because WWE their their storylines are, as far as I'm concerned, boring as of late. Mm-hmm. Because the guy who runs him, Vince McMahon, is looking as as far as i've seen over twitter and things of that nature he's looking to sell the company so he has been cutting talent left and right trying to make his profits look good so he can sell it to somebody else for more which i think is the stupidest thing on the planet yeah that kind of sucks (laughs) especially when you look at so like last thursday some people are calling it i'm pretty sure it was either last wednesday or last thursday but I think it was announced last Thursday. It's called Black Black Thursday. And WWE released some big names in wrestling. Like one of the guys that stand out, uh, 
one of my personal favorites, Keith Lee. He is, you know, a big guy. He's athletic. Like, if you look him up on YouTube, the dude is, I want to say, six four, six five, maybe, uh, like 360-some-odd pounds, and my man moves around like he's half that weight. You know, the way he jumps, the, the flip, mm-hmm. the things that... The things he does as a big guy, you should only be seeing in somebody who's five foot eleven, one hundred and twenty pounds. Mm-hmm. The dude loved the company. He could sell a promo. He could sell a move. And Vince released him because, for whatever reason, like Bray Wyatt. If you mention the Fiend to a current wrestling fan of WWE, they get automatically aggravated with WWE. The Fiend was one of the biggest money makers since the Undertaker, mm. and. It's recently come well, I don't know how recently it is, but I just I just got alert an alert from Twitter like two weeks ago. It just came out that WWE released Bray Wyatt, who was the fiend character, because of his weight issues, because Vince didn't feel like he, he had the shape of what he felt like a wrestler should be. And it's like mm. the dude the dude sold you millions. Yeah. Like there were People who, who, there were people who cared nothing about wrestling, saw this guy in the mask and the leather coat with the little, with the little lantern that was shaped like a former character's head. And they were like, I got to see this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Mm. And, uh, you, it's funny because you, you had said earlier about doing homework (laughs) and instead of looking up, the street prop i mean you can look up dx funny moments they are absolutely hilarious okay. me and my kid watch them but look up the look up anything about eddie guerrero or chris benoit okay i'll do that now absolutely i won't give you i won't give you the the exact details but it shows you how invested and how how in in depth this gets so Eddie Guerrero actually passed away in the ring in a live show. Oh my gosh. Um, and he was one of That's the awful. greatest talents. Yeah. It, it it really is. And like you say that name, like even now, and I'm 28, and I, I want to say that happened in 2005. And I'm 28, and as a wrestling fan, like you say that name to me, and it still bothers me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and then Chris Benoit. I... I I don't want to get, uh, like I said, I won't get into too much details because we're on your show. <laughs> but he um, he committed a horrible act, we'll say. Right. Absolutely horrible act to the point where as great a performer as he was, as phenomenal as he was in the ring and the things he did in the wrestling business, WWE won't even mention his name. Right. Like, the man was a pillar of the wrestling business back in two, the mid two thousands, nineteen ninety nine, and at, at this point, like WWE, like they have their um their thing on Peacock now for all their shows and their pay per views and all that, and they went through and a lot of the shows that he was in, like it'll say you know Triple H versus I think he wrestled him at WrestleMania, and it'll say Triple H versus number one contender which we know it's chris benoit but they just because of the absolute horror of what that man did mm-hmm. you know and that that's where you know and that starts a whole controversy because people feel like well he deserves to be in the hall of fame in wwe because of what he did and me personally 
and you'll you'll understand this when you actually look it mm-hmm. up and you see what he did just because of what he did and the absolute the 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 emotion behind it and the heartbreak and the travesty that he caused no matter the controversy with WWE but what he did he does not deserve to be immortalized in a business where people have to look at that if that makes sense yeah no absolutely and i think like there's always people getting canceled for stupid things right like oh yeah i tweet yes. that someone made like 10 years ago or whatever and it's like come on like that is to me those things always just reek of like i don't know i'm just like people on twitter getting into little mobs and like oh we gotta cancel this partly it's just just so stupid but i mean you know i think if someone actually does something awful and heinous that does need to be addressed and it's funny that you mentioned that to, to and I'll, I'll to to use that connection like you said when people making mobs to go after people who don't deserve it and want to ignore people who do it like using the Chris Benoit thing. A couple years ago, there was a wrestler by the name of Lana Rusev and one of my son's favorite characters, Bobby Lashley. They had an absolutely horrible storyline. Like there was a, it was a cheating angle in the marriage with Bobby Lashley and Lana. It was, it was just stupid all around. Like I was not a fan of it. And it went to a point where one of the, one of the wrestlers, Lana, now mind you, Rusev and Lana are husband and wife still to this day, even through the story. That's line. awesome. Um, you know, people are sending Lana messages, you know, take your own life. You know, you're horrible, you know, threatening her. I'll find you. I'll do this and that. And the third, and it's, this is where, this is where I, t- uh, where I mentioned, you know, your religious, your religious nut wrestling fans. Like, they can't separate the fact that it's a character versus the person. Like it was her job to go on national television and kiss Bobby Lashley. Like it, it, there was nothing she could do about it. You know, if she wasn't going to do it, they would have found a woman in WWE who was willing to do mm-hmm. it. But, and so instead of realizing that you want to go after her and, and, and push her to a point where she wants to step away from wrestling, like that's, that's a little far for me. And that's where wrestling fan the wrestling fandom gets such a bad rep because people there's fans in our community who can't seem to separate the character from the person. Yeah. And I do think that is a problem with many fandoms. Um, absolutely. But um that is yeah, it's unfortunate because like, you know, this so this person isn't responsible for all those decisions that were made necessarily. You know, they're just in that position and they're the face of whatever it is. Uh, and yeah. I just don't think anybody deserves to be harassed over things like that. I had a friend who who was bordering on being a religious, not wrestling fan. And I I put it into perspective for him. I said, OK, so you're not OK with that because of what Lana and Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I said, so are you going to go online and send, you know, God forbid, but are you going to go online and send Jason Momoa a threatening message? He was like, no, why would I do that? I said, well, Jason Momoa, who played Aquaman, kissed, uh, I want to say her name was Amber Heard, who played Mira, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're not married in real life. Well, no, it's not the same thing. No, it is the same thing. He's playing a character and his character did that. She's playing a character. Her character did that. 
if you can separate this movie star from the character, why can't you separate this WWE star from the character? Right. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. Hmm. That's an interesting distinction, actually, that you made. Uh, and I wonder if the community just, like, doesn't see it the same, like, oh, that's just what they do, because, I don't know, it's weird. You, you know, and it's funny that you say that, because I've been asking myself that question since I was a teenager when it came to being a wrestling fan. Like, just some of the things I've seen, like, I, I've seen people on Facebook, you know, I love this such and such wrestler. You know, they're fantastic. They're great. They're, you know, which is cool. Fine. No problem. Then they do what's called a heel turn. Like it'll be a good guy and they'll turn, you know, bad. Oh, I can't take it. My heart is broken. They betrayed me. I don't know. What to do. Like, okay, I get it. Does it suck? Your character, your favorite character isn't what you thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like, can you understand that they're also getting paid to do this like it's not that serious that's right and that happens in all media as well like you said like that's all you know and i think that's the problem is that a lot of people's expectations are so high and they're like i want this and then it doesn't happen and they're like it sucks now yes you know what and it's funny because you're absolutely you're absolutely right and it just it, it gets so weird to me because like I, I see the stages, you know, like I said, my kid being in the beginning stages of being a wrestling fan and like he he doesn't understand like the Undertaker. You know, on screen he has these powers. He can disappear, he can summon lightning, all that. As an adult, I realize that, you know, they rehearse certain things and when the Undertaker does a certain arm move a guy in a booth will hit a button and lightning will strike mm -hmm. as a kid he's not supposed to see that so i understand like he that's supposed to be believable for him and you know it it makes me laugh to watch him get excited about that but then i start to think like i know wrestling fans in their 50s who don't seem to realize that that you know wrestling's kind of i hate saying it like this but wrestling's kind of like you know certain um holiday characters will say I, I don't know if children listen to this and i don't want to ruin anything <laughs> yes but all adults understand what i'm saying mm -hmm. when i say this yep absolutely and do you know what i got in trouble in um primary school for going around and telling other kids that he's not real <laughs> <laughs> oh, hurtful! I know, I know. And, and like when a teacher like caught me, got me in massive trouble. It was so bad. <laughs> That's oh man! I, like you, you know, it's funny. Like I have to be the guy in my son's, and he, he's got about a three-year window before I have to be the guy. Like I'm not worried about the holiday aspect. Like I'm worried about telling him. Like you, you know, wrestling fake, right? Mm. Like. <laughs> That's going to be heartbreaking. Yeah, he, I think he started to figure it out because uh, I want to say it was like a month ago we were watching older matches and we were watching um, John Cena and Randy Randy Orton wrestle in Hell in a Cell, and which it's, it's supposed to be like a really like dangerous match. It's really not, but it is what it is. And John had what's called a botch in the match, which means they made a mistake on live TV, basically. All right. And people don't, you know, 
at my son thinks like when a wrestler gets busted open, like it's a real legit thing. Like, no, what happens is, and in their ring attire in some place, they hide a little razor. So when that said wrestler gets knocked over, you know, and they can't see you on the camera angle, the ra- the wrestler will take the razor and cut their forehead open so they bleed. Mm-hmm. So we're watching it. John Cena got knocked over and the razor fell out of his armband. The ref seen it, picked it up. But my son seen it. Dad, what? He's like, is, is that a razor? Uh, so I had to like really veer out of the conversation. I'm like, oh, go do your nighttime chores. By the time <laughs> he came back, he completely forgot. Oh, wow. Man, that sounds painful. I don't want to do that. I don't want to cut myself with a razor. See, I agree with that. But if somebody came to you and said, listen, you know, go on national television, go ahead and, you know, cut your forehead open with a razor. And when you're done, we will hand you a check for 22 grand. You tend to make exceptions. Mm, Oh, yeah. Mm, I suppose. Yeah. I wouldn't do that for free. Oh, absolutely not. But if if you're going to pay me, you know, if you're going to hand me a check for one night, what I make in a year. Yeah, I think I could cut my forehead open with a razor. Okay, here's a question. Okay. Like, I mean, to me, that just sounds like self-harm. Like, I don't get it. Like, (laughs) I can I can see why you say that. Is that a thing that people think? Or is that just me? Because I'm not part of the community like that's. That just doesn't sound like a normal thing to do. And I think that's what it is because you are and not you're not a wrestling fan. You're not a part of the community. Like it, look on from the outside looking in. Yes, I can I can see why you think like hearing that it would sound like self harm. But it's 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 for the dramatic effect because so I, I'll say it like this, and this is not an insult because again I'm a huge wrestling fan and I don't want to get dragged by the wrestling community. Yeah, but wrestlers are some of the best paid actors because most actors they get paid when they make a movie and then some of the dvd sales wrestlers are on the road for you know three quarters of the year doing this and they get paid every time they're on the road so there it's more so like if this is your way of life if this is what you're if this is what you're doing to make a living for you your family whatever it is you're gonna do you're going to do what you have to do to do it to the best of your ability. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I guess. And I think that's what makes people real, like in the wrestling fandom, look at it like, okay, no, it's not like they're not doing it every single day. And especially considering, I think it would border on self harm. If like the same wrestler, every time you see him every single week is getting busted open and like in your head, you're thinking, wow, he's cutting his head open 10 times a week. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's that's bordering closely on self-harm, but, like, you'll see a wrestler get busted open in the beginning of September in 2010. That same wrestler won't get busted open again until 2018, if that makes sense. Okay. It's not a frequent thing. No, okay. no, it's really... That, that, that makes me feel better. Um, If I ever wanted to go and become a wrestler, that I don't have to worry about being cut open every two seconds. No, no, absolutely not. Which I don't know if if that would ever happen because first of all, uh I am a tiny woman. I am about five foot one and a half. Um are there any short wrestlers that are like just over five foot? Is that a thing that exists? I'm not sure I'm not sure. I wanna say rain it 
I want to say Rey Mysterio. I'm not too familiar with like indie wrestlers, and I'm not too familiar with like Ring of Honor, WWE Impact. Or no, I'm sorry, uh, Ring of Honor, AEW Impact Wrestling. I'm not too too familiar with their rosters. Like I know certain guys from each one of them, but I know Rey Mysterio and WWE. I'm pretty sure is the shortest male wrestler, and I'm pretty sure he's like five ten, five or no, he actually might be closer to five three. I'm I might be thinking of another guy in a mask. Oh, wow. It's well, it's, it's still got a little bit on me. A couple inches, maybe. <laughs> All about the camera angles. You'd be surprised how many people, like, you'll see them, you'll see them on television with the high-def cameras and 45 cameras circling him every two seconds. And you're like, wow, that guy looks gigantic. And then you meet him in person, and you're like, huh. You're you're standing eye to eye with me, and I'm only five foot eight. Who knew? <laughs> That's fun. Um, maybe there's hope for me. Maybe Absolutely. It, maybe this is my calling in life. <laughs> Here's the thing: if you ever want to become a WWE wrestler, you have to have a, a college degree. Really? Yes. And, and it's funny because I don't think people look like I said. I when I tell you I'm a wrestling fan, I look into all aspects. Like I said, I watch like Dark Side of the Ring. Mm-hmm. I listen to uh, After the Bell, things of that nature. Do research and certain things. And just out of curiosity, I was looking around and like looking at professional wrestling schools. And I was talking to this one guy who actually went to a professional wrestling school, and he was like, "Yeah, I had a WWE tryout, but I got automatically denied." And I said, "What? Well, why?" And he was like, because I don't have, I think he said you have to have a bachelor's degree. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Why do you have to have a bachelor's degree to jump off a rope? That, you know, doesn't, two plus two doesn't equal five there. He's like, well, because the way WWE looks at it is certain things scripted. Yeah. But there's still a chance for accidents happening. There's still, you know, again, Owen Hart, he, they performed this stunt where he was supposed to zip line to the ring. And they did it, you know, 10,000 times, nothing happened. The day of the performance, he ziplined and he was about 50 or 60 feet in the air. I don't know if the release button got broke, whatever it was, but he fell off the zip line and <gasps> fell to his death. Oh, no. Yeah. So they look at it like at any given time, things can happen. You can go, you, you can be two, two years into your wrestling career and suffer a career ending injury. And they want you to have a backup plan. So that way, if six months in, you can't wrestle anymore, they can say, look, you can't do this anymore. But because you have your bachelor's degree, you can go down the road and get this six-figure job and you'll be okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, I I really do wish it was something that was in a a rule in more sports, you know, football, basketball, things Mm -hmm. of that nature. But it's the one thing WWE's gotten right. I'm not sure about like AEW or Ring of Honor or things of that nature, but I got to give credit where credit is due. That's fascinating. Is it just any degree? Just anything? Pretty much? Anything. There um, you go. Well, I do I, have I, a degree. So there you go. I could become a wrestler. Listen, you, you become a wrestler. I will buy your merch. I will come to your shows. I got yes. you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what? if I... <laughs> That's my homework. When we get done, I'm going to start Kara's WWE Twitter page. <laughs> Beautiful. Amazing. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, if, I, if my podcasting career falls through, I know what I'll be doing. 
Um, <laughs> well, well, thank you, AJ. Is there anything else you want to chat about at all? Um, no, just can I give a couple of shout outs to some really good, cool friends of mine who've actually supported me f- for this. Uh, yes. my friend, uh, Lee's wife, Jamie Lamy on Twitch, absolutely phenomenal human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fallen Panda 86, C Valentine on Twitch, Geist GA, my wife, my sister Stormy, and like I've been talking nonstop about this with you know all of my friends. I'm like, dude, I'm doing a podcast. This is awesome. <laughs> I told my wife, I'm like, I'm really nervous. She's like, dude, just go in there, talk about something you love, and you'll be okay. Oh, well, bless you. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a joy and a pleasure, and I've learned so much. Thank yeah, you. We'll have to do this again. Absolutely. I can come back and talk about Digimon, Power Rangers, whatever you want. I'm a let's nerd. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> well, thank you so much, AJ. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So that was AJ. He's a really good friend of this show, and I really enjoyed talking to him about wrestling. I always love hearing people talk about things that I don't know anything about. He's a great human being, and this was an excellent conversation. My name is Karis. You can follow Journey Into Fandom on Twitter at J underscore Into Fandom. I am at Karison Ford on Twitter. Please also join the official Discord for all my podcasts, Kingdom Minds, Retrospective, and Journey Into Fandom. You can support the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash into the Karisverse. Thank you for listening. Bye.